It is the Speaking For Him podcast on this Friday before Mother's Day, and I'm playing the Superman theme because actually we're talking about Superwoman today. We're talking about moms, the most amazing superheroes of all. It's Adam McNutt with you alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. I feel like we should be talking about being Batman and Robin or something. Actually, (laughs) I think that's more like the Superman music, and Superman never had a a total sidekick. But anyway, before we get too off track, I just have to say, folks, Adam totally surprised me (laughs) with that intro, and I've been telling him that I want him to get more involved with the show, so there you go. (laughs) Uh, If you have any complaints, you can email Adam at jq99.com, and uh, I'll be interested to hear your feedback. No... I really do appreciate um, that fun way to kick off the show. And now, Adam, uh, would you like to share our quote of the day, which will be the first part of our discussion? We see mom as the compilation of 10 jobs in one person, says the general manager of Salary.com. The breadth of mom's responsibilities is beyond what most workers could ever experience day to day. Imagine if you had to attract and retain a candidate to fill this role. Continue. Mm. According to the survey, see, a mom would have kept going because she can multitask. I cannot. (laughs) According to the survey, the typical stay-at-home mom works almost 97 hours a week, spending 13.2 hours as a daycare teacher, 3.9 hours as a household CEO, 7.6 hours as a psychologist, 14.1 hours as a chef, 15.4 as a housekeeper, 6.6 6.6 just doing laundry, 9.5 as a PC or Mac operator, 10.7 hours as a facilities manager, and 7.8 hours as a janitor, along with an extra 7.8 hours driving the family Chevy. That is from Forbes magazine on how incredible moms are. All right, and I should have um, uh, made sure I put the year and, and other information about this article. I will try to, to link to the actual article on my blog for this episode so that you can look at it and see it in print from Forbes. But Adam, as you're reading that, I got tired. (laughs) No kidding. I know. So, um, what is your, what are your initial thoughts about that article? Um, I would think that that probably underestimates what mom do, (laughs) what moms do. It's, It's incredible when you stop and think really what your moms did for you. And that's just a day, by the way. Can we take a second to think about that? I mean, that's a day. Moms are moms from the beginning until basically the Lord says, hey, you're retired. I'm bringing you home. It's incredible. Yes, because even even with us as adults, we know how much our moms continue to do for us. Oh, yeah. Even when they're not around us much, I know that my mom prays for me. Um, she always asks me how my day went. She wants to know and be involved. And so it doesn't change just because you are no longer a child. And, of course, your mom has the best of both worlds because you are an <laughs> adult. Uh, and you have three rambunctious brothers who are still children. And so they no doubt keep her busy much of the time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) So um, we just want to salute both of our moms right out of the gate and let them know that we're thinking of them. If you go back into the archives a few years, which is so surreal that we can even say that, but (laughs) but the first Mother's Day that we were doing this together uh, back in 2013, we had both of our moms in the studio and they shared um, interesting uh, tidbits about being our moms. And how they've watched us grow and now see us working together and developing uh, a really good friendship. 
And so if you want to go back into the archives and find that episode, you can go ahead and do that. Um, and But as with uh, these holiday episodes, I, I think I mentioned back when we a few weeks ago when we did uh, uh, Good Friday, almost said Black Friday there, but we're, <laughs> we're a little ahead of schedule for that. But yeah. when we did the Good Friday episode, I told you how much of a challenge it is to come up with fresh content to still commemorate these days. Uh, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I thought about just having a general Mother's Day greeting and then moving on to a different topic because I wasn't sure that I could fill a podcast episode once again. But moms are too important for that. And so what I've done um, today is I, first of all, talking about this article, the reason that I brought this article up, and I think I mentioned this um before, but it bears repeating. I was talking to a friend, and because I have not been given permission, I will not share her name, but I was talking to a friend who um, volunteers with me at the school that I work at, and she was talking about how, even though she loves being a stay-at-home mom, she feels that her skills um, are sometimes being wasted or at least not being utilized to their fullest potential. And we talked about how Motherhood is so important. C.S. Lewis says that it's the most important work um, that there is, and every other work exists to facilitate that work. Um, that they're not a distraction from the most important work. They are the most important work. And so the reason, so when I came to this this Mother's Day and thought about what do I share, I wanted to bring out the fact that if you really broke it down you could say that mothers are among the most talented, uh, most hardworking individuals out there. Now, I want to hesitate to say to you that I know that not every mother fits this bill. Mm -hmm. Some mothers have dropped the ball because humanity has that. It has its failures. It has its successes. Uh, but for the sake of today's episode, I am hoping and trusting that most of us can be very thankful for our mothers and even for the mothers that maybe didn't do the greatest job, there's probably at least one thing that you can be thankful uh, for uh, that your mother did for you. And and one of those things is that if you're hearing my voice, she gave you life. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not always uh, something to take for granted in this society. Uh, sadly, one of the most dangerous places for a baby to be um, in modern America is in her mother, in her or his mother's womb. And so... I want to be sensitive to those who um, haven't had the best mothers, but um, but I also want to acknowledge that motherhood is a very hard job, and I appreciate the fact that my mother um, has put forth the effort to do it, and she's reaping the rewards with seeing her grandchildren um, coming along and, and seeing especially sons um, and daughters-in-law, but I think a lot of um, my my daughters-in-law's families are very surprised how much my brothers like children you know but that's the way we were raised we were raised by our parents to love children and i'm thankful for that so what i want to do for the remainder of this episode is look at first corinthians chapter 13 and i have a list here of the things that love is but for the sake of argument for this show, I'm just going to substitute the word mother because so many of the things that are in this scripture 
about charity, as the King James calls love, apply to mothers. The first one is, charity suffereth long and is kind. Uh, my mother is very patient um, with us. Um, she had to be to raise 12 children. <laughs> um, and I would not um, be able to be the person I am today if it wasn't for my mother's patience. Um, I feel very blessed to have as many younger siblings as I do. Uh, many of my friends in the disabled community are either the oldest of two or perhaps the youngest of a bigger family. But a lot of times once someone is born that's disabled, uh, it scares people away from having more children. And from talking to my mother, I don't think she has ever, ever had that fear. And my brother Matthew was born uh, 14 months after I was. And I, I'm grateful that I never knew what it was like uh, to live as an only child because every it seemed like every year, to my little boy mind, every year I was getting a new sibling <laughs> for so long just because that's the way it happened. Um, so, Adam, do you have any thoughts on your mother and her patience and kindness? Well, I oh, so appreciate just how much she gave. I mean, charity suffereth suffereth long. I mean, it, it takes a lot to be a charitable person. So to see where my mom has sacrificed and what she continues to do each and every day is it's incredible. In fact, she's actually very inspiring to me. She's not even just like, oh, she's mom. She's like, wow, you know, you're this amazing person that I, uh, as a man, hope I can strive to be as, as kind as she was to people around me. Um, all right. Uh, well, uh, if we, we won't uh, dwell probably quite as much on all of these, but just as we go through this list, think about um, what your mother has has done for you because I, I think that it really does apply a lot of times. Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity. And there's a lot in this paragraph, but just think about the fact that um, when you're a mother, you put yourself uh, in second place. Uh, often, or possibly even third place, if you think about it, because my mom is a great servant to my father, and she's also a great servant to her children, so often she gets third place. Um, often she will be cooking for us, and she will either forget to eat, or she'll just have to wait a much longer time mm. uh, before she actually sits down and eat, because she makes sure that we're fed um uh, first, and that's echoed in, in Proverbs 31, which talks about her pre preparing her food for her household. And so I just want to honor her for that. And um, she seeketh not her own. She's not easily provoked. My mother is one of the most merciful people um, that I know. And sometimes I have her run interference between me and other people because she is, she's so um, able to see both sides of an issue and um, it really does help. Um, uh, my father and I uh, often will butt heads, not because he's not a great man because he is but because we often, we are, we are very similar and I think that uh, causes friction at times. And my mom uh, has been a buffer uh, of that, um, and at certain times. And um, 
thinketh no evil. My mom always wants to think uh, the best of us. She believes in us. Um, she's 100% in our corner. Um, she, she is the one that helps me to push through tough times um, in things like relationships, um, as I've outlined at various times on this show, and things like jobs. I mean, if it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't have the job I have today um, because I would have given up. Um, and there have been times of mini giving up where I throw my hands in the air like I just don't care and I, <laughs> <laughs> to borrow a uh, song lyric. But anyway, um, and I go through downtime for that, but she's the one, I would say, more so than anyone else. My dad's in there too, but... But I think of my mom as being that person that says, don't give up. I believe this will happen for you, even when it doesn't look like it will. And so when there's a payoff, like there has been with my with my job situation and, and getting a chance to work at the Potter's house and do work that I love, I was, I was just telling um, people on Facebook not too long ago that I, I have yet to wake up and not want to go to work. Mm. since I got this job. And that is a big deal um, because I think every job um, becomes work at some point. And yes, there have been long days. There have been hard days, but I, but I have yet to wake up and not want to go to work. And that says a lot for my current job. And it says a lot for all the no's that God gave me before he yeah. gave me a yes. So um, there's some other things that I want to cover um, as we finish up this description of love, which I think fits mothers. Uh, but before we do that, Adam, of these things that I just uh, read from these last few verses, uh, what comes to your mind about your mom? Um, I would say, but rejoice, rejoiceth in truth. Uh, my mom has always been like really honest with me. Like if there's times where I'm just kind of being, uh, it's a good word not pleasant <laughs> you know she'll tell me about it but in a loving way it's not like you know she's throwing a flip-flop at me and saying knock it off she's you know, she's like you know adam what's the problem or hey just let you know you seem really frustrated like you know this isn't how we should be can can i help in any way so i always appreciate how she is willing to be like all right let's stop let's reset you know what 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 what, what do you need um, and, and she's just being honest. She's, she's a very truthful person, always just stood up for truth, and I always really, really appreciate that. And then, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth. And, I, again, I, I think my mom is one of my biggest believers. She stands in my corner. Um, she, a, a lot of my family, well, I, I won't speak for the rest of them, I have struggled um, throughout my life with inferiority. Uh, actually, it's kind of interesting because I've struggled with both inferior, inferiority and pride at different times. So it's kind of a juxtaposition that I would struggle with both. But I definitely have struggled greatly with inferiority, especially on the big issues of life um, as far as finding a job and, and, and continuing to pray for a life mate. But she has kept me confident. She has... Uh, really restored my ability to think about the future and to know to believe that I can do a job and and you know to be where I am at right now um, it's because of her 
she's the one that told me to contact radio stations, and hence, six years ago, wow, it's been that long, <laughs> six years ago, I rolled into JQ99's uh, recording studio for the first time and started laying down morning devotions, which led to this podcast and also led to my friendship with Adam, which is something I wouldn't trade for anything. And so moms know. She also knew um, where I should go for my job at Right to Life. She's, you know, she's very good at, at, at showing me the way to go if I don't know. So God has really used her. And then she's endured a lot. She has endured the death of my baby brother. She's endured, I think, four miscarriages, which she's talked candidly in the past on this show about. So if you want to look that up, you might want to use that resource. And she has endured a lot from me. Um, as you know, I like to talk. <laughs> and there's a proverb that says, In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, which means that if you open your mouth a lot, there's the potential to say things the wrong way. And I have been... Um, one of those people at numerous times, my family will be glad to tell you stories, hopefully not on this podcast, but <laughs> I'm thankful that this podcast isn't live because there is sometimes uh, when I say things that I would not uh, want recorded and I'm thankful that I'm able to think through things concisely and have notes in front of me so hopefully um, things come out come out of my mouth with the semblance of order and... Um, very appreciative of the patience shown by my mother in that area as well. And then charity never faileth. I don't think there will ever be a time when I won't be my mom's little boy. Mm. You know, it's kind of something that we um, kind of half joke about. But I think I'm understanding it a little bit more uh, working at the Potter's house. I don't have children of my own yet. But the kids that I'm working with right now that are sophomores in high school... I met most of them when they were in fifth grade. And I feel like I just blinked. And they're already two, year, two years away from high school graduation. And Lord willing, I'll still be working with the school when they graduate. But it's just surreal how fast time flies. And I think I'm, I'm getting an early glimpse of what it's going to be like, Lord willing, to be a parent someday. And watch that little baby that I um, can't wait to love and adore. Uh, become that grown man or woman that I have to say goodbye to, either to go to college or to start a family of their own. That's the cycle of life. And my mom is, has gone through it, you know, 11 times. So it's pretty um, amazing that she has survived that in so many ways. Adam, any final thoughts on these last few points? Uh, especially endureth all things. Uh, my mom actually had a, a tougher upbringing, so to to see her coming from that and then where she is today is is pretty awesome. I mean, I think it's a huge testimony of God's faithfulness, and to see how my mom just keeps going and and she gives so much that she does. Uh, it like I said earlier, it's inspiring, and uh, and I love her, and she's she's amazing. All right, well, mom, I love you too, and so I hope that you've enjoyed this tribute. We have a couple more things to share with you. Uh, first of all, I put out a request on my personal Facebook page for stories about moms. And we actually do have one that I thought was um, uh, very well written and concise enough.
for us to share. And so um, Adam's going to read this tribute from my friend Megan Martin. Megan says, I recently found a letter she wrote me when I was just a teenager, and I was away for the summer at my dad's, and she sent me a letter in the mail telling me how much she missed me. She also was so sweet to us when we were sick. Whenever we were really sick, she would let us lay by her, and she would rub our back, and I really miss that. Now she's in a nursing home, actually, and since has been there. I've learned that it seems that most people, myself included, don't realize how much they will miss about certain people until those people can no longer do those things anymore. That That is quite a good reminder because um, I haven't gotten that place with my parents yet, but about two or three years ago, I was over at my grandparents and I looked at them and for the first time I was like, they're old. Mm. And not, not in a humorous, you're so old kind of way, but in a way that says, I'm not going to have them forever. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my grandpa's had heart problems in the past, and the last time we, he, um, he was in the hospital, I'm, I remember begging him to not leave us because it seemed like he was losing his will to live. And I said, Grandpa, we're not ready to say goodbye. I'm going to be very candid with you here. One of the major things I grew up wanting so badly was for my grandpa to see me get married. And I still have that great desire, and I don't know if it will happen, but I'm praying that he hangs on until I find the one that God has for me so that he can witness that event. Um, I didn't mean to digress from from mothers, which is the topic, but my point is, um, dovetailing off what Megan said, you just don't realize. In your mind, your parents will always be young, and my parents, fortunately, are healthy, and most people think... They're younger than they are, or at least as young as they are, and they're surprised how old I am because um, I was born when my parents were 19 and 21, mm. and so um, when they're old, I'll be old. Yeah. So I always <laughs> tell them they can't get old Yeah. because I don't, I don't plan on it either. But um, I really thank Megan for that heartfelt um, feedback, and please know that... Uh, I really appreciate feedback because I don't want the show to be about just about me. I want it to be about what other people had to share as well. All right, well, I'll be back with some final thoughts. But first, I want to share with you this this interesting song that I found. I was um, just searching the web, um, trying to figure out content for today. And I stumbled upon this lady. Um, uh, I think her name is Tears of Joy. And I actually am thinking about contacting her about maybe being on the show. But what she does is she sings whole chapters of the King James Version, puts her own melodies to them. And she I think she has like three different scripture CDs with whole chapters of the scriptures from the King James put to music. And this is Proverbs 31. And I just thought it was really well done. So I wanted to share it with you today for this Mother's Day show. Proverbs 31, 1 to 31. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What, my son, and what, the son of my womb, and what, 
destroyeth kings it is not for kings O Lemuel it is not for kings to drink wine nor for princes strong drink lest they drink and forget the law and pervert judgment of any of the afflicted give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish and wine unto those that be of heavy And remember his misery no more. Open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax, and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships, she bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field, and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard, she girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her cantle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and in tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised.
Give her of the fruit of her hands And let her own works praise her in the gates All right, and there you have it, Proverbs 31 in song. Thanks to a lady by the name of Tears of Joy. And I will definitely link to that video on the blog post. What did you think, Adam? Beautiful voice. Wow. And what a tribute to moms, too. It's so fitting. That And you can't go wrong when you're quoting scripture directly. That's right. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I think that's really neat. It's kind of um, ambitious um, to do songs that way. Mm-hmm. But it's a really neat thing. Um and it's kind of funny because I stumbled on that right as we were talking about uh, learning lines for a play that I am involved in. And they, we were talking about how it would be easier if they were song lyrics. Well, and I think that's kind of the idea behind her choosing to sing these different um, passages of Scripture. And if you explore her channel, you'll find more. Uh, like I found John chapter 15. I think I found the whole book of Ephesians, the book of James, uh, just different passages. I I was kind of joking with my brother that it would be kind of neat to see her uh, sing the book of Judges. But that might be a different uh, matter altogether <laughs> yeah. um, for obvious reasons if you've read the book. But anyway, I digress. Um, but as we finish up, we just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, happy Mother's Day to my mom, Deborah Gomison, and um, I just hope that you guys will uh, do something special for your mothers. Um, on Sunday, you have a couple of days to get your shopping done. If you have not already, I don't know, always do very well with Mother's Day shopping, so hopefully this is a reminder to myself as well as to anyone else. And um, I hope you, uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this broadcast, and that if your mother isn't listening, that you will share it with her and listen with her later. Adam, any final thoughts? I want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom, Denise McNutt, and thank you for all you've done, all you continue to do, and um, I just think the world of you. I love you. All right. Well, that will wrap up this week's Mother's Day episode of the Speaking for Him podcast. This is Andrew Gomison saying have a great Mother's Day weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speaking for him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.